Welcome to the Living Purpose Podcast, where we share about living out purpose, all for the glory of God through our daily life. Hey, I'm Cam. I'm Emily. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, we're going to start our very first podcast episode um, talking about our current Jesus journey, kind of why we feel led to do this or share this. Um, We've actually been going through um, classes at our church called Next Steps to kind of find our niche, 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 per se, of where we um, felt led to serve. And um, kind of more about our church, we've probably been going, this is, I think we feel this is our home church, um, but we've been going, what, for the past eight months? Mm-hmm. And um, recently in our Next Steps class, we had been sharing, our group has been sharing their testimonies. And, you know, I think this is part of the reason we feel led to do this podcast is because we love Jesus so much and we want to just share his love and his word. Um, And so I think that's important. Um, Talking about finding community, church home, importance. Well, community is an important thing to be a part of just in general. Um, The Bible tells us that, you know, we're not to be alone. We're to be a group of people and that's something that we struggled with for a long time. We would bounce back and forth from church to church and go here and go there and never really found a place that we could just like plant. Well, because you want to find a church that you, that feeds into you or you're being fed from. And and we've all been in those churches that they don't do those things where they and I would say I'm probably more hypercritical of myself that I'm so quick to try to find what's wrong with the church versus all the many good things that go on with the church. And that comes just from well, my experience gonna, with the, with the church. You're never going to find a perfect church. No, no. And you're not gonna find a perfect person either in a church. That's true. But in these classes, we've had to go through different scenarios um, in the church talking about evangelism, giving, um, generosity, stuff like that. But also um, in the evangelism portion, we've had to learn how to be able to give our testimony, like our one minute testimony, five minute testimony, and then, you know, your full blown testimony. And I think that's been the most nerve wracking part. Um, Sometimes when you're giving your testimony, I feel like I'm almost better at giving my testimony to somebody that's not a believer than someone that is a believer. Because you don't feel like you're being judged. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're sizing your testimony up against someone else's else's. testimony. And in reality, all of our testimonies are so important. Right. We, We look at each other's different testimonies or stories as how impactful that they can be in that, you know, ultimately... And you say this all a lot that, you know, he goes after the one and all it takes is if just one person hears it and that's all it is, not a thousand people or whoever, then it's, it's worth that. So if your testimony only saves one person or, or leads one person to Christ, then it was worth you going through whatever your testimony is to get to that point. So if this podcast only reaches one person, Mm -hmm. it will be worth it. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's, that's our goal. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> so the the great thing about the the this next step that we're going through with the church is it's allowing us to have opportunities to be able to get plugged in at different spots of the church that we feel that we're led to or that, you know, God's kind of opening up a door to be a part of, whether it's the greeters or if it's on the worship team or whoever it is, um, it's allowing us to be able to get plugged into a specific community. And we go to a rather large church, so it's kind of hard. Um, unlike a smaller church, you can get involved pretty much as soon as you walk through the door. In a large church, you can really participate in the church for years and years and years and never actually meet the pastor, maybe meet the pastor or get involved with the yeah. church. Like uh, I, I know in our classes, they said there's been many people that have sat in the sanctuary for many, many years. And this is the first time that they're going through Their this next class. Steps. And this mm -hmm. is like the first class that you go through to get to be on like the serve team and become a member of the church. Yeah. to become a member. So it's been, yeah. it's been interesting to be able to see the different things. And I think for us, what we, what we want and we want to thrive search for more likely is a community of people that we're all doing the same thing that yeah. we're all either greeters or we're all the, and it's not because like I only relate to greeters. It's because you guys are doing a common thing for the right purpose to glorify God. Yep. To glorify God. So through this journey, we've had to learn a little bit about, each other more and more. I don't think I heard Emily's actual full testimony until she gave it to somebody um, at the at our group in this class. And it was really interesting um, when you listen to someone's testimony, especially someone that you know, but yet you never really listened to listen to it. That sounds really bad. Well, part of being married, though, is you learn, you should always be learning and growing with that person. So just because we didn't do that, share that at first. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, it's still important even when you do it down the road. Well, and I think even in our own, in our own stories, we didn't feel like they measured up. No. Cause my story is completely different from your story yes. in a sense. Yes. yes. Same, same, but different in aspects. And, and, you know, I've been a part of churches where, you know, the, person given their testimony was addicted to drugs for many, many, many years. And the Lord set them free of, of that stuff or set them free of that stuff. And I went to a church growing up that you didn't even probably talk about that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll get into church differences later on down the road. <laughs> so that, that was a culture shock, uh, I think for Emily, but we can, we'll talk about that oh, on yeah. another, on another podcast. Communities are different. Yes. So going into like our, our stories, um, like we said earlier, they're the same but different in in many aspects. Um, like I grew up in church my whole life, and I mean, I don't ever remember a time not being in church. Um, we participated on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and Saturday services and Bible studies and all kinds of stuff. Um, I even got saved in church at a at a young age. Um, and so life church has always been my life even till now it's always been my life it's never been something that uh, was never in my life despite all the stuff that i've gone through it really has never been uh, a real issue of not going to church but 
participating and going is two different things and being a part of it is two different things. So what was, what was your story like in? Well, I've, I grew up in church Mm -hmm. and, um, I wouldn't say, well, I would say at first that we just, it was just like a, your thing you did, like always believed in God, but didn't really know why. (laughs) Um, never had a relationship with Jesus, not anything like just you showed up. That's what you did. You attended youth group. It was fun, but you never really had that like full on relationship. No, there was no depth to it. And so I grew up, um, I grew up in a, going to a Methodist church um, and then moved on to a non-denominational church. But when I was around, I think I was 16, um, I was invited to go on a missions trip with a friend in her church. And um, while we were there, one night at a service, um, I still remember, I think it was Casting Crowns East to West was playing. And we were given a pencil and a piece of paper to write down anything that was heavy on our heart. And I just remember that overwhelming feeling of not feeling alone or not feeling lonely and just being flooded with emotion. Um, We, after we wrote down on the piece of paper what it was or what was going on, we were supposed to walk it up and lay it on the cross and give it to Jesus. And that like changed my entire life. Um, in that moment, I just remember crying and crying. Um, and then after that, I got home, but I didn't really have that mentor or somebody to walk me through that, to understand that. Um, and so I kind of just, it just was what it was, but there had always been like that pull. Mm -hmm. Well, it probably wasn't until, gosh, seven years ago, like right before I met you, I had just on a whim made a decision to move, leave everything I knew, had very little money, (laughs) no job, not a permanent place to stay. and took that leap of faith to come down that everything would be okay and um, made some new friends who um, invited me to a church and um, I started discipleship and I just kept feeling that pull um, I really from God that you know I want I want you to be a part of this I want you to be here and um, I was baptized and then, oh, I remember that. but before, well, this was right before I met you or no, right no. after I met you. Yeah. We, we had hadn't been dating date. for very long. Yeah. And you had gotten baptized. I think my whole family went, Yeah, my probably. mom and dad were there and yeah. your whole family was there when yeah. you got baptized. And, um, I just remember like, this, like he just kept pursuing me and pursuing me and pursuing me. And even to this day, he's still, I mean, still pursuing me. Um, 
but it is wild to think like seven years ago, I never would have thought this is what I'd be doing that I so radically want to share how much I love him and how much he's done for me. And um, there was a time in my life, a gap in my life between high school and um, and meeting you that I was living for myself and I was lost. I was doing things that I wouldn't want my own daughter to do. And I, again, he just, in that entire time, even as I was failing, he has never once told me, this is the last time I'm ever going to get you back up. And so it's just like that continued pursuit and he's still doing it. And my testimony is still going. I'm sure there will be other moments in my life, but currently I like, that's all, all I want to do. I just told you the other day, like, all I want to do is just be at church all the time. I think there's peace when it comes to church, like there's comforting. Yeah. And I think when you understand a little bit more about what the church is actually about and what it's for, it puts a different picture in regards to what we view church as. Like a lot of yeah. times, like when you go to church, you expect to grow in your belief and your relationship with the Lord. But a lot of times we don't see that growth right up front. So we automatically want to try to write that off. Like I had been a part of a couple churches where when you, you go there is more just like a, the act of going there. Kind of like what you talked about earlier mm -hmm. about how you just kind of just showed up and, and this scenario, it's kind of the same thing. Like where you want to go to church, you want to receive what, what the Lord has for you. But, that one time that you don't have that spiritual high or that spiritual, you know, growth, you don't go back for more. You don't go back because you didn't feel it again. And there's been so many times I've gone to church where I don't feel anything. I, I know that the Lord's there, but I don't feel anything. So we find every excuse in the book to not go back in, into that church. And I think that's where like serving really comes in. It's you have to feed. It's just like a marriage. You have to feed into that person or that thing too. Like you can't just expect to sit back and just only receive if you are not going to put a good effort in to also give. And ultimately, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're doing it for, you're going. So many times I think we go to church and you don't plan on like maybe a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this plenty of times of just going, just showing up and expecting to just be completely fed and have every answer given to me by God. And ultimately it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like I need to, I need to feed into the church as well. I need to feed into God. I need to be like, like pursuing pursuing him too what's the saying uh church on sunday live for myself monday through saturday or something like that like where you go to church but then on on saturday on monday through saturday you're not changed oh yeah i think they said that last week at church. Oh, did they? like like i can just do like on sundays i'm like the best like yeah. 
and but then Monday through Friday, I'm going to do what I want. And, you know, I would say that in my life, I, I lived that scenario a lot. Yeah. When it comes to my testimony, I did a very good job of portraying what I felt needed to be portrayed of myself. I, I, like I said, I've, I've gone to church my whole life. I've went to a Christian school. I didn't go to a public school until after, after high school, until I got in college. So like, I had always been in a private school. Uh, so I, it was a little bit of a, a rude awakening for me going into a public school after being literally fed the word every single day in school. What like, you saying about us public school? Folks? Just say it. <laughs> like in, in elementary school, we would literally pledge allegiance to the flag the Christian flag and the Bible. And then over the intercom, they would read a verse and you had to read a verse. And it's actually funny that I remember this. I was so scared because they had this microphone. You like the old school microphones you push down and you yeah. speak into over the intercom. Yeah. They would have the receptionist hold the button down and you had to read that verse. You know how many times I read that verse just to make sure like I didn't mess up. Do you know how many times note. we messed up this podcast <laughs> intro before we yeah. started? Oh gosh. But it's so it's so funny going back and looking at that because there has been so many times in my life where I even in that statement that I just said, I read that verse probably like ten times. Yeah. So I didn't sound stupid. And so many times we played church and I played church so much that I didn't want to I wanted to act like I was a part of the game, but I wasn't even in the ballpark when it comes to actually actually being in the game. And well, and okay, to hit on that, I think so many times people feel like they have to be like perfect. This perfect Christian, educated. You can't yep. do any wrong. You have to know the every single word of the Bible. You have to like you just have to be able to like know all this stuff and carry all this stuff and do all this stuff. And that is not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I am far from that. Like mm-hmm. I have, I still have so much to learn and I'm always going to be learn, learning. Right. But like I do, I feel like we all feel like we have to know it all and do it all. And, and that's not at all what he's asking for. Right. I was taught, I was taught like in sales, we're always selling something. Even when you're not in sales, you are mm-hmm. selling something. At church, you're selling something at, out, you know, as a parent, you're selling something to your kids so that they do something that you want them to do. As a husband, you sell your wife on something or vice versa. Friends, parents, like it, you're always selling something. There's always an angle that we're trying to navigate. But the one angle that we can't navigate is really our relationship with the Lord. I can't sell the Lord. I'm a relationship with him. I can't fool him into there thinking. There is no angle with Jesus. Yeah. I can't fool him into thinking that I have a good relationship with him if I'm not putting in the effort. Right. And that's where the issue with a lot of times we run into is the people, and myself included, we go to church and sometimes we only do 20% through the week. Yeah. We'll give 100% more in front of people that are like-minded. But outside of that, we only do like 20%. Well, and I mean, it even says do things behind closed doors mm-hmm. like you you don't you don't need i mean he's not asking for you to like as we were doing this podcast but like right. um 
to go out and just do all of this stuff just to get praise for yourself. I mean, right. do those things, you know, behind closed doors. It's wonderful. I mean, part of the reason we're doing this is to share his love and what he has done for us. And I think though, too, there's something so intimate about having a relationship with Jesus behind closed doors right. and just knowing that when you're driving to work, when you're getting ready, when you're right. having dinner or quiet time or whatever it is that you can literally just call out to him and he's there. And so I don't know. I just, yeah. I just... And, and I think too, like the, um, the, we, we look at that intimacy with God as like, it's our own personal thing, but realistically, our outward appearance and motivations and actions to reflect what our inner person is saying when we're intimate with God. It tells us in John 1, or 1 John 5, 10 through 11, it says, All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that, that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the God's Son does not have life. So we we go through this process of accepting God, and then we shut in. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't give what God has given to us to someone else. We just hold it for our own. Like it's our own like little nugget of, you know, knowledge and like jewelry that we just don't want to give out. It's so precious that we don't want to give it to somebody else. But the Bible tells us is in that, at least in those verses that we are to testify what God has done, yeah. not to hold on to it. And I did that for so many years where I just played, played church and it's so easy to play church with other church people because there's other people in church playing church. Well, and like today, Pastor even said, like, something great happens to you, right? I don't know. Maybe you get like a raise a, or something. A raise or something you, that you've been asking God for, that you've been praying so hard for. God, I need more money or I need, I don't know, we need more food or something like that. And then we're so quick to peace out. Like, thanks. Mm -hmm. See you next time I need you like not praising him in all of the times, giving him all the glory. Right. Um, so, yeah. We have to, we have to be cognizant of what God's doing in our lives and the good and the bad and, and just in the mediocrity, just like in the day to day. And I feel like that's where Satan lies to us the most, especially in church that, you know, you can't be used because you don't have a good testimony. You can't be used because your experience in life has been, you've been in church, like who's going to believe you? Mm -hmm. All you've done is be a little church mouse and that's it. Like you've done nothing with your life other than just participate. And in his eyes, you're probably one of the least people that he's worried about because all you're doing is participating. Yeah. Instead of stepping out. And we have to get to a point as a group of people, especially as Christians that we, we can't be, lackadaisical in our thought process with church and community and talking to people about testimonies like our testimonies and you know literally the bible 
test testimony means to testify and show you what God has done. So like, what has God done in your life? Every day we wake up is a testimony because we woke up. Yeah. We are alive that day. And we were able to go to the grocery store today and buy groceries. We were able to, you know, do this podcast, like every single thing that we've done just today alone has been a blessing yeah. and a testimony of what God has done for us in our personal lives. We so often forget to glorify him in that. So speaking and glorifying him in testimonies. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I think you probably need to share yours. So just like yours, mine started off kind of the same way. I was in church. I probably went to church more than you did. Yeah. Um, but like I wasn't really in church. I got saved when I was six in children's church by a children's church pastor named Grandma Judy. <laughs> and she lived over from actually thank a couple you, streets. Uh, yeah, thank you, Grandma Judy. <laughs> uh, she lived up a couple streets from us um, growing up. And it was a... Uh, I still remember walking down the aisle. I remember the church. I remember the the little kids area that they had and everything. Like I remember it like it was yesterday. And so I went through, you know, getting saved. And then later on in life, uh, actually a couple years later, uh, I would go through a process of really learning how to grow up really quick and had some unfortunate things happen to me that caused me to lose trust in people that um, no child should have to go through in regards to anything that's happening in their life. And it led me down this path of, you know, kind of a, a recluse. And I get this way sometimes still where I'm just better off by myself a lot. Yeah. And I kind of pull back in and uh, I went through this whole process of my life until I became probably an adult where I was just never going to let anybody um, take control of a situation, take control of anything that I'm involved, that I was always going to have the upper hand. I always positioned myself to manipulate the situation in my favor. Um, I still catch myself doing that now, um, which is still work in progress for me. But I would go through this time in my life that I would just, be heavily addicted to uh, sexual sin and different things that come along with that. So it actually led me down a path of getting married and going through that process and ultimately um, having my trust betrayed again, uh, just like it had been every step of the way prior to that relationship. And I was a pastor at the time. And I remember sitting down with the head pastor and he was having a conversation with me and making sure that, you know, I fought for the relationship and everything that came along with it. Ultimately it did finalize as a divorce. Um, that being said, I was kicked out of the church. Uh, I was pulled of pastorship at the church as well too. And I still, by the grace of the Lord, never not went back to church. That happened during the week. And that Sunday I was at a different church participating and being a part of the church like I had always been, but just with a different one. And it led me down a unique journey 
and self-discovery of myself and who God had called me to be. And um, I'm still fighting with that today in regards to what he's called me to do and me not doing it. But it ultimately comes down to a, a journey that I had to go through to understand how God loved me and that I was capable of being loved despite all the stuff that had happened to me. And I mean, I had gone on dates and never got out of the truck. I would just text or call them like, I'm not, not able to do this. Like this isn't, I can't do it. And ultimately led me to the path to meeting you. And once again, we talked for a little bit and then I was like, I can't do this. And I stopped talking. Yep. I'm done. Uh, this is too real for me. This is not, not what I signed up for. And, uh, so we did, we stopped talking for a little while and we eventually started talking again, obviously, because we've been married now for a while and we have kids. We never even met the first time we we talked for like three months. Yeah. And then (laughs) never had met. Yep. And then I stopped talking because that's what I do. It's easier to run away from the situation than it is to attack it head on. And, you know, I, even in our marriage, we had all kinds of crazy stuff happen. Um, we had the death of friends and, and things go on and family members. And, you know, we were hit by a semi truck and stuff with a six month old. And I mean, nothing has been really easy in our journey together. Um, in this walk that we that we're doing, but ultimately like my story is something that is still going. Like you said, it's ongoing. My testimony will never stop until the day I die. And even then I hope my testimony never stops that I had left or we had left an impact on this world that just generationally just changes. So I, I pray that our testimony never stops, that it just continues with our kids and their kids and their kids and their kids and just keeps going. So, my testimony like yours is the same, but different. And that's the joy about all of our testimonies is that we all have very unique testimonies that God paints on the canvas of our life that we never, never could imagine that we would go through. But the crazy thing is, is in the midst of it, we never could imagine that we could come out of it. And we always do every single time. It might not be the way we wanted to go out of it, but like every single time Mm -hmm. after you're out of it, you're obviously, your mind is so like in it to be, it's literally the enemy blinds you to throw you off and like to, to make you not see the end result that ultimately God has the final word, has the final say. And he is there every step of the way. And it is, it's like, it is, it's wild. It's important. It's very important that our story going through these classes, we've learned to have to give our one minute, you know, three minute, five minute testimonies because we might not always have the time frame of, you know, a 20 to 30 minute conversation. We might only have that one that one second or that one, you know, minute that we could have with somebody. And then hopefully there's another person that comes up behind us and reaps, you know, the harvest of our sowing of the seed. Well, it's like you plant the seed, you maybe plant the seed in that person, 
but then the next person mm -hmm. waters that seed. Right. And then the next person tends to that seed. Right. And then it just grows and it grows and it grows. And so like any encounter you can have, and I think as a Christian, that's so important. Like any encounter you have with people, even the littlest mention, like anything, like God bless you or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, hmm, like interesting. Like that made me feel good because that's Jesus. Right. That's not me. Me saying God bless and making me feel a different way is not, that's not me. That's Jesus. Right. We, we have to see from day to day the things that he's done for us. And in return, we do that for others. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the see and do like you see it done, you go and do it. And that's evangelism like to a T. Yeah. He saved you. So you in return, go and tell everybody what he has done in your life. The good news. Yeah. Well, and I think part of like finding a community of those people to do that with and to share that with and to learn and grow with. Mm -hmm. That is like, that's important because you don't always like, I'm never going to be able to do this on my own. Right. Like there's things that you're going to know that I don't and that I'm going to know that you don't, but think about all those people that have so many different, so many different walks of life and so many different stories mm -hmm. and to be able to share that and combine that and spread that, how Jesus changed their life and doing that in a community is so much I mean, it's so powerful. Well, you get the support. And that's I think that's a lot of times what people that are kind of the lone wolves of, you know, of Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, never have you seen a pastor of just himself. No. You, you see a pastor or a congregation. And yeah. you might have a congregation of one, but it's not just yourself. And that's why it's so important that community is that iron sharpens iron as the bible says because you can't really sharpen your tool with somebody that doesn't know how to wield it mm -hmm. and the world is trying everything they can to get you not to use the word of god or to speak about your testimony so it's good and encouragement to know that you have like-minded people that think the same thing but they have different paths, but it allows you to be able to see perspective differently. So when you do go out and you give your testimony, you might have that little nugget of knowledge to be able to spread to the next person and the next person. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately our whole goal for this is just to share like how much we love him and what happens in our lives and like, little things that we've taken away mm -hmm. from experiences we've had and to just like share that with all of you. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an, it's important. And like I said earlier, even if this reaches one person or two people and that's it, then we have done what we were set out to do. Right. And the pull to do this again, is something that we want to do to glorify God. And it's, this isn't about ourselves. This is just like what he has done. And hopefully it'll be fun, fun too. I'm sure we'll have a lot I of mean, fun like, during this process. 
I mean, I just told him earlier how many bloopers could we make with our our first. Well, I think we deleted with... like eighteen different recordings. Yeah. <laughs> for bloopers. But I think ultimately that's our goal. Right. That that we hope that you can um, share with us and share share that we can share with you how much we love him and that what he has done for us and what he can do for you and just the word. And this is our way of extending our community. Yeah. And there are some people that can't go to church. Some people that just choose not to go to church or people that are wondering about church or about Jesus. I mean, you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with Jesus either. So you know, so many times we think, oh, I have to be, I have to be in church to even, no. I mean, so many times I feel like Jesus will reach out to us, to people that haven't even gone to church. Right. I mean, he's ultimately, we don't change, change hearts. He does. Right. Yeah. So. We tend to get in the way. Yeah. We get in the way. But we appreciate you guys listening and we hope that this is an encouragement to you guys. We will be coming out with new podcasts. I'd like to say every week, but (laughs) when we can get to it. Um, But we love you guys and we thank you for listening and we hope you have a blessed week.